Hello, I am Godwin Masuko. Hello, hello, hello. This is Morgan. Hello, I'm Emanuela. Hello, I'm Rosa. Hello, I'm Victor. Hello, I'm Mary. Hello, it's Melda. My name is Kimberly, and you're listening to Safe Spaces. Dr. Charles Walker, psychiatrist and addiction specialist at the Joseph University Teaching Hospital. So, we haven't done this in a while. I know you're used to this because we've had several conversations. So, I, I will just um, get right down to it. So one of the trends now on social media seems to be videos of young people, in many cases in the southeast, using meth. A couple of young men were being flogged because they caught them smoking meth. I just thought it was important that we probably talk about it. I will first of all ask you, I know it's your job, that's what you do every day. You run into people who have addiction issues or other mental health problems and your job is to help. How is that coming along? Meth uh, has been in existence before, but there is an increase, there is a new wave of meth abuse in Nigeria because of the increased rates of production within Nigeria itself. Yes, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, before it used to be imported and it was only the big boys that could get it and use. But now they produce it almost in all the states of the country. Mm. And then it, it is not difficult to produce. If you are a science student or you know a little chemistry, you can produce it in your house. So yes. people can easily produce it and they are getting to use it more and more. And we are seeing more of the effects. They are coming into the hospital with the complications and we are getting used to it every day. So before we get into the complications, um, I, I think because you mentioned that it's something you can actually, it's something any scientist or science student can put together. Uh, there's Breaking Bad, the series. I'm sure most people have seen that. It was about um, a man having to set up a lab and produce meth. So in 2016, there was something about Latin Americans collaborating with Nigerians to produce even larger labs. I think that was when the UNODC brought our attention to it. Sometimes in 2016, 2018, we started to notice that. Uh, you remember the church, the incident we had some time back uh, in the southeast again, where we were told it was uh, meth gangs, you know, affiliated to, to gangs all the way in South Africa. So it, it's just, uh, how big of a problem do you think this is? The problem is bigger than any of us can imagine. And for us to understand what I mean by that, we need to know how meth affects one, how it affects the brain, and how it affects behavior. Yes. People can take meth in various forms. Some yes. smoke it, some dissolve it in water and drink. Others dissolve it in water and inject intravenously. And then that gives different time for their onset of action and then the effect they feel. Okay. The common with all these three various rules of administration is that once somebody takes meds, it comes with a high feeling of happiness and euphoric feeling that mm. they find it difficult to explain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah which is what a lot of people tell you about a lot of drugs, so that's no surprise. Yes. But particularly with meds is that they, they describe this openness in their brain such that their brain is stimulated and is open to everything at the same time. 
Mm. So as they are hearing voices, they are seeing pictures, they are responding to colors, they are responding to sounds, and then they can capture all these things at the same time. So that openness is one thing that affects most people. And then it gives them a sort of grandiosity. They begin Mm. to feel that they are who they are not. They begin to feel that they are stronger than they are. Yes, they begin to feel that they can do things that ordinarily they cannot mm-hmm. do. And that could make them do silly things. So that's why you see they could carry gun and shoot everybody. They could carry a car and crash the car. They could enter yeah, their life, they Basically, their life is literally a movie at the time. Yes. Their life at that particular time is like, in fact, it's actually a movie playing in their brain. Because there is this psychedelic component to it that makes them begin to see the world differently Hmm. and they see the world as in everything is all about enjoyment and everything is possible now so So they could fire they could jump through glass it it takes away pain from their body such that even when they are caught or when they are born they are not feeling any pain Hmm. and it is they feel that they are on top of the world and they can do the undoable Yes. That is a visit about meds, and that is why the use of it is on the increase, and the behavioral effect of it is so high. Hmm. So, so, so that's why people can use it and drop into the dirty gutter and hmm. they don't feel anything. That's why they could strip themselves and they don't feel anything. Hmm. They could jump into the car from the back screen and jump out from the front screen without feeling anything. So I was going to ask this because it's clearly profitable if we're talking about gangs and violence. Um, so, for instance, some well, a few years back, just before this crisis, uh, 2020, it was estimated that you could get up to 10,000 pounds or so for one kg of meth. If it's, if it's expensive or that expensive, how is it that we are seeing? Is it? I mean, how is it so accessible? I think that's the question. Okay, why it is more accessible now is because it's been produced in Nigeria in large quantities. You are exporters now, apparently. Yes, even though I cannot confirm that, but I've heard reports that there is a lab in Anambra State, there is a lab in Enugu State, there is a lab in Kano State, there is a lab in Lagos. Yes. I can't confirm that. I don't but really there, there were reports, sure. actually, um, even the, the what they call the NABLE, they actually did a report uh, a few years back, saying the same things, you know, <laughs> that yes. you know, it starts. I think it, at first it was sometime 2011 in Lagos, you know. Yes. Then 2016, we heard about you know other labs. On a scale of one to ten, I, how many cases are you dealing with? Any meth cases as we speak? In um, the teaching hospital in Jos. Yes. I, I think in the last uh, four months we have had only three meth cases. Okay. In Quintessential Healthcare Center, in the last one month, we have had five. Oh. Can you try to explain that, the disparity? Yes. It, it has to do with... What thing I have seen with the meth is that the, the cultural connotation. Most of them are either people of the Igbo extraction or people that have had something to do in the southeast before coming into just so they came in with it 
Yes, so that's it, and that explains for the. It also corroborates the story of the production in the southeast. You said like uh, two or three in the last few months. Four months. Four months. Compared to five in the last five, one month. One month. Yes. Why, I mean, it's more expensive at a private facility. So why do you think people are not going to the public facility? No, when somebody begins to feel the harmful effects of meth, yes. is is a bad experience. Is a bad sight to view. Yes. So and then when families want to take the person to where the person can get help, they will know that in the old site of Jude, we don't have a rehabilitation center. So they won't first go there. Yes. yes. So they will ask, and then that's why you find out that they end up in the private places. Hmm. So I was sorry, I was just saying, um, are there any other substances that you're particularly worried about? I know last year was difficult, so a lot of people have that pressure to deal with as well. But, but I mean, how do you make the connection, and are there any other vices that you're particularly worried about? Um, con considering the trend in the last year or two? People are beginning to experiment so much. Okay. Like, be like before that somebody can come out and tell you, no, me, I do only weed. Me, I do alcohol or I do alcohol and cigarettes. Yes. These days, people take a concussion of different substances yeah. even without knowing. I was, when you I say was, wait, wait, when you say even without knowing, I think I I know what you mean, but maybe you should explain. Okay, we the, there's a research I did recently. Yeah. In a school in Jos. Yes. And then the, we interviewed the student. We asked, okay, do you take alcohol? Some said yes. Some said no. Yeah. Do you smoke? The most majority said no. And then. If the person gives us permission, we go ahead and test the person's urine. Okay. And then there was the discovery we made. Among those that were doing only alcohol, yeah. their urine showed another substance called ketamine. Where might that have come from? Good. Ketamine is an anesthetic drug that is used in the hospitals for surgery. Okay. When they give it to somebody, he passes away. He doesn't remember anything that happened during his out. Yes, of course. Blacks out completely for surgery. Yes, of course. Yeah, but we now notice that there is an increased rate of it appearing in the urine of those people that do only alcohol, and it was mostly ladies. Do you have Do you have any theory as to why this might be? Yes. The theory, possible theory is that they may have hanged out with their friends, likely boys. Yes. And then the boys must have added the ketamine to the drink uh, without their knowledge. Yeah, that makes sense. They will not even have a memory of it. Yeah. You're so and then, when we now did the test and then we were debriefing them on the results, all of them denied ever hearing about that, ever using it. Of course. Hmm. But of course, it has been shown that it's in their body. Yes. So we had to explain this possible theory to them. It's important that you mentioned that because, you know, one of the things um, I, I think I learned a while back is never trust, never just trust people around an open drink. Yes. <laughs> yes.
we we also seen in quintessential healthcare center people that come and then you test their urine they say no me i don't do sleeping drugs i don't do this it cannot be my result yeah so but when you now get closer and talk and then they are more open to you they begin to tell you that they attended the party and then the conventional drinks were not served there but you come yeah. in they serve you things in cups or it is just there in a in a, a bucket or a jerry can and you yeah. fetch and drink as many as you want yes and then we're beginning to see people who test positive to things like tramadol and codeine and they never know they are using it hmm. yeah so that also applies to this meth that we're beginning to see you're saying that happened with meth as well yes interesting okay yes i, w- I was asking I, I did ask about okay you said because now we're producing yes because apparently one of the one of the raw materials you need one of the raw products you need to produce it is supposed to be some a substance that's controlled but yes. i mean this is nigeria yes if we go back to history the very first time met was introduced was that they were looking for a substance that could give soldiers extreme power it's called ephedrine i believe okay yeah so that they could fight for days without getting tired they could see uh, serious dangers and be bold enough to face it yeah. without any remorse or seeing clearer and bold and all of that yeah. that was how meth came into first use it was yeah. produced in the laboratory yeah. and then then before people now found out that oh we could use it as a recreation of course and then people also discovered that you could fetch them a lot of income. Well, you know, these, I don't know what it is with us and these labs. I mean, some really fantastic things have come out of them, but also some very horrible ones. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what it is bringing out good things. It's also bringing up um, the evils. Okay. I don't know if, if you have any thoughts. I think I've pretty much um, touched on everything I had in mind. If you have any thoughts concerning the general field with respect to your job, is there anything you would like to mention? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Particularly about this myth, because we've talked of the violent behavior, the antisocial behaviors that are associated with it. Yes. And then I've seen patients tell me that when we want to go and steal or when we want to go and shoot somebody, then we, we, we prefer taking the meth through the vein because it gives it's, rush. it's almost straight away yes and then there's this antisocial behavior that is associated with taking it through the vein that they can they can kill without blinking an eye hmm. so it's, it's important to know that that even if somebody has to try mess at all you should not think of injecting it through the vein because it's deadly and then it's also associated with permanent damage of the brain nerves hmm. Unlike the drinking in water or smoking, that the effect on the brain could be reversible. When they inject IV, the effect on brain is totally irreversible. And it also has permanent injury, destruction of the blood vessels and the heart. It's a very dangerous drug. Okay. Well, wishing you all the best with work, Dr. Charles. And we'll probably have this conversation again. I keep saying every time I talk to you, you're a little tired. So well done. I know you've been working hard. You're almost impossible to reach. All right. So Dr. Charles is, again, a psychiatrist who is 
and an addiction specialist. Addiction specialist at Just University Teaching Hospital. Thank you very much again, Dr. Charles. You're welcome. Thank you very much. All right, bye. Hello. I am Godwin Masuko. Hello, hello, hello. This is Morgan. Hello, I'm Emanuela. Hello, I'm Rosa. Hello, I'm Victor. Hello, I'm Miriam. Hello, it's Melda. My name is Kimberly, and you're listening to Safe Spaces.